0: How good's a Friday? Boofah! Oh, hard man to put down Murphy What's So Ben, this is I Four from Wednesday Warriors. I hope you're doing well, brother. There is Sean Stevenson, the step, breaking Stevenson! Out the back, Bergen, out wide. Good sir. North got score out wide. Fantastic try. Oh yes, good boy. Hey guys, Silly Talk Sports here, back once again, as per fucking usual, for your Friday Arvo, Season 4, Episode 8, off the back of a huge weekend, especially for the Searle family. Old Johnny Searle, he decided to tie the knot at a youthful 65 years old, but hey, a great excuse for a steam up, and a steam up she was, fuck me days, marquee. Live band. James Searle got his kid off as per usual. Even got the big fella Johnny Searle up on my shoulders. Kimbo Searle up on tables. Just absolutely running amok. necking bottles of champagne. Huge fizz. And a heck of a steam up to send the old boy off. So that was bloody good. Then on your Sunday Arvo ventured out to Mount Smart and boy did that warm the heart to see hundreds of like-minded Warriors fans out there just watching the boys go about their work. Also shout out to Mark and Amanda, owners of the Waz, hook me and Kimbo up with some bloody grouse Warriors Canterbury jerseys, that must be said, got the old stripes, bit of a vintage touch to them, which really does get you fucking going. So that made me Sunday. Nothing better than a dub on a Sunday arvo at Mount Smart. Up yours, the cowgirls. But we'll get into that a little bit later on. As per usual, we're going to cover the usual topics. Your old Super Rugby Aotearoa, God's Game Rugby League, grassroots footy. She was a tough week at the office. And then, of course, everyone's favourite segments, the old Magic Multi. And your Q&A. Super Rugby Aotearoa. She was a week of dead rubbers, as I mentioned. But much to my delight, the teams in both games really decided... To play fuck it footy, nothing to lose. Decided to chuck the pill around. And boy, what an absolute spectacle both games were. Razzle was the winner on the day. The Swirls, they kicked us off on the Friday night. Hosting the men from the deep south, the Landers. Hurricanes running amok. 41 points to 22. Meat pies galore for both teams. For the Swirls, probably their best game of the season, it must be said. So they'll be fizzing a rip into those Aussie teams starting next weekend. Dane Coles at his niggly best even got sent to the old naughty man's chair alongside Mitch Hunt, which was great to see. Nothing like a hooker and a 10 just going at each other. For the Landers, a bloody tough night. That four-pack of theirs, they never give up. But shit, you just think the wear and tear of this long season really has got the better of them. Shannon Frizell, another massive shift from him. He's had a great campaign. But overall, the Swirls finish in their, with their best footy and come away two from two against the Landers too. So that'll bring some fizz to the men from the capital. Then in your Saturday night, it was the Blues, they will not lose, hosting the Chiefs, looking to right the wrongs of weeks before. They'd been pretty dusty, but the boys really turned it around. 39 points to 19, she finished to the men from Tamaki Makoto. Although it must be said, the Chiefs they rolled out a young, youthful squad, outside the likes of Stevenson, Wainui, and Gatland, she was pretty bloody raw. So they really did hold their heads high and no doubt they'll be a lot better for the experience when they get a crack in the weeks to come. But overall, a strong finish from the Blues. Eklund, Choate, Zan Sullivan, Hoskins, and AJ Lamb got getting meat pies. AJ actually got a double, which is bloody good to see. A young talent coming through there. Brother of Ben Lamb, who of course has been a real force on the wing for the Swirls in previous years. I thought Zahn Sullivan, he was probably the best of our backs, had a strong debut at the back, and he looks pretty sharp. And then Hoskins Satu, he absolutely ripped up again. He was the pick of the Fords in this clash for me, and he is in bloody good form. For the Chiefs, plenty of positives, it must be said. Young, inexperienced side, as I mentioned, put in a great effort, really did go at it for the full 80. Tom Florence. Thought he was bloody good. The young Locke put in a big shift. Gatland, tidy as always. And then, of course, Sean Stevenson with a meat pie. If you put some money on him at any time, like I tipped, fucking happy days, and you would have finished the weekend off with a smile. So, overall, a good weekend of footy. The Blues, the Highlanders, and the Swirls, they get the week off this week and chance to head to the beach, head back to some club footy, rest up, and get ready for Super Rugby Aotearoa. But for the Crusaders and the Chiefs, it's the big one, the big dance, the game they've all been waiting for. Saturday night, 7.05 kickoff, down there at Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch. No doubt the locals are going to be absolutely fizzing to rip into the Chiefs boys. She's sold out, and it should be a barnstormer, bums on seats, need I say any more. For the Chiefs, well, they rested the majority of the side last week, but they bring them all back. The stars are back in the mixer. Only Peter Gussoakula and Bryn Gatland remain in the starting side from last weekend, so 13 changes. Lachlan Beauchamp and Luke Jacobson come in to bolster that loose trio Gatland, he gets the nod ahead of Trask in the 10, which is interesting to see. And then you've got old McKenzie, the man of the hour, old D-Mac, Mr. Clutch, taking his spot in that 15 jersey. He'll be one to watch out for. And what a matchup that'll be. There's some bloody good matchups all over the park, it must be said. But old McKenzie up against the likes of Moanga and Will Jordan, that is bums on seats alone. For the Cruisers, a pretty settled side. They had the bye last week, but they've named mostly the same side that defeated the Blues a couple weeks ago. One big addition to the Rimu, though, all-black midfielder Braden Enor. Long recovery from his ACL. He comes back onto the pine, which is bloody good to see. And no doubt, he will get some good minutes off the Rimu with that Crusaders 13 jersey filled by Whanganukunuku but he's more of a winger so no doubt Enor will get some good minutes under his belt. and the interesting selection for me they've gone with Drummond over Northcote's second greatest halfback Bryn Hall so low fizz there but no doubt old Hallbags He'll come on in the second half, absolutely rip into the boys. Huge comms from him. You can hear him blasting through your TV screen every week. So that's something to look forward to for the second 40. Overall, though, I think she should be a heck of a game. Really could go down to the wire. The Chiefs, they have a real habit of making things a bloody contest. And they love getting in the arm wrestle. The Crusaders, though, at home Plenty of big game experience for them. They just know how to win fucking finals. The Melbourne Storm of Super Rugby, it's fair to say. So I'm expecting them to get the dub. I do think it'll be a one to twelve kind of clash, though. Maybe even one to ten if you want a bit of odds at the tea and biscuits. Something worth chucking the house on, no doubt. Their favourites, so you'll probably get fuck all in return. But hey, what's a game if you're not gambling on it? So load up well and truly, but overall, I think the old clutch run of McKenzie might come to an end, and I think the Cruisers will be too good. Wrap up another comp for them. Same old shit, getting a bit boring, but they are that bloody good. <coughs> Rugby League God's game round eight. She got underway last Thursday night, as we spoke about last week. It was the Rabbitohs put in the Raiders to the sword, 34 points to 20, a great win for them. Then on your Friday night, the Storm, they took on the Sharks. Talk about a game of two halves. The Sharks headed into the tunnel at Oranges, 8-6 up. Craig Bellamy absolutely got a hold of the boys, delivered a very stern message, and the Storm responded, 40 points to 14, they came away with the win. Then the Titans, they went down to the Broncos, 36 points to 28, Titans up 28-0, Broncos 36 unanswered points, two famous comeback victories in your Friday night clashes. Then on your Saturday night, the Panthers, they took on the Manly Seagulls in a game I thought was going to be a real barnstormer, Penrith undefeated, Manly in a rich vein of form since old Tommy T came back. But the Panthers just too good. The Seagulls didn't quite have their best half in the first half. Came back a bit in the second, but you're not going to chase down a good side like Penrith. They get the win. 28 points to 16. The Eels, they pumped the Dogs. 32 points to 10. And the Chucks absolutely decimated the Knights. Young Sammy Walker, absolute clinic yet again. From the 18-year-old, 38 points to four. They got the Chockies. Then your Super Sunday, the Tigers. They pulled off a bit of an upset against the Dragons. 16 points to eight. Huge win from them. And great to see the young bloke, Zac scoring a couple tries. Hissing mullet. Full family in attendance. Bloody good to see. Love seeing a mullet. Down for some meat pies. Then, of course, your Silly Talk Sports feature match for last week. It was our boys, the mighty Ortex Was, taking on the Queensland Cowgirls. And talk about a game of two halves. Cliché as fuck. But boy, did she deliver. 24 points to four, the boys headed into the tunnel. And I thought, fuck me, she's going to be a cricket score. The boys are well and truly showing up today. Up yours, Jason Talmalolo. We are going to put an absolute shift on your side. But it wasn't to be. The Cowboys, they came storming back into it in the second half. 16 unanswered points. Bums on seats at the end of the game. The Warriors, we like to make it a spectacle for the full 80. And in the end, we scraped home with the victory. 24 points to 20. And for me... Some bloody good signs, especially in that first half. Boy, is young Reese Walsh worth the price of admission alone. Excitement galore every time he touches the ball. You can't help but stand up from your seat, because anything could bloody happen. His energy is contagious. And I thought Cody Nicorima had a good game as well on attack. That was his one and four game. He has them every so often when he loves to run the footy. And boy, does he look good then, which was bloody good to see. In the second half, it was our defense that got us home. Our attack, a few errors started to creep in. Maybe the boys started to tire a little. But our D stood strong. Backs against the wall. We stood tall and really did defend a lot of sets on our own line, which was great to see. Also, shout-outs to our skipper again. Roger Tuovasa-Snack, another huge effort from him. And Big Tohu Harris through the middle. Absolute fucking workhorse. We really would be lost without him. For the Cowboys, shit, they were pretty electric in that second half and really did have me nervous. Val Holmes... Scotty Drinkwater, they put in absolute shifts and really did trouble our defense. But in the end, too little too late. The better side on the day got the dub. And that, of course, was our boys up the fucking WAS. It well and truly is our year. Which leads us through on to this week's game's and shit, she got underway last night with an absolute hiss and a roar. The Storm taking on a pretty depleted Rabido side, to be fair to them. But they absolutely put on a clinic, the boys from Melbourne. Turned up to Sydney and absolutely fucked the bunnies. 50 points to nil. Josh Adokar, six meat pies in one game. To put it into perspective, that's more than I've scored in my 10-year Prem career. So that is huge from Josh Adokar and probably says a little bit about my attacking flair as well. Massive shift from the Storm. Harry Grant, bloody good again. The Cheese, always putting in a shift. Cam Munster, exceptional as well. Melbourne, well and truly on a roll. Tonight's game's a bit of a double doubleheader. Two good games as well. You got the Panthers taking on the Sharks. I think the Penny Panthers will be too strong there tipping them to get the win. And then the Eels taking on the Chooks. That'll be a bloody good game, but I'm going to tip Para to get the win at home there. Then your Super Saturday, a couple sides desperate for some Ws. The first game, the Raiders, they take on the Knights. The Canberra Raiders, the Milk, Hopefully they've been loading up on calcium from their jersey sponsor this week and they'll be ready to go because they really do need a win. Ricky Stewart absolutely throwing his toys out this week, saying he'll scrap blokes if they want to scrap him, which is great to see. And the threat of a good old beating often does bring the best out of your players. So look for a big shift from the green machine. Going to tip them to get the win against Ponga's boys. Then your West Tigers, they take on the Titans. Tipping a bit of an upset here. Think the Tigers, good win last week. Titans really struggling a bit. Think the Tigers will get the win, but jump on David Fafida, anytime try scorer. He's gone hat trick, no try. Hat trick, no try. You think he's due again this week if you're sensing a bit of a fucking pattern like I am. So load up on the big fella with the Goosey of Doom but Tigers to win that one. Then following that, the Cowgirls, they host the Bronx, and I'm going to tip the Bronx to get the win there. Huge win for them last week. Jermaine Isaacle, absolutely outstanding. Tip them 1-12 to 12 there for the men from Brizzy. Then your Sunday Arvo, and she's going to be an absolute beauty. The main game of the day, and she's actually the first game of the day. It is our boys, the mighty Ortex Wars, tra- taking the trip across the harbour to old Lotto Land in Manly to take on the Gulls, and a side that we narrowly lost to earlier on in the year, put them on a bit of a roll, play them into some form, but this week is the week we right our wrongs of the past, and we absolutely put on a clinic at Lotto Land, and boy, am I fizz for this clash. Just one change from the side that got the dub over the Cowgirls last week, Big Ben Murdoch-Masilla, He sidelined thanks to a head knock. Bit of concussion there, bit of confusion. So he has to sit out for this one. Katoa, he gets a recall in his place, which is great to see. I'm a big fan of Katoa, and hopefully he puts in a good shift, really cements himself back in that starting 13. Chanel harris Davida, and Ewan Aitken, they're both potentially in line for a return, named on an extended bench. Be bloody good to see them come back in the mixer. Would love to see Harris Tavita come in, in the seven. We keep Reece Walsh at six, which apparently we're gonna move him to fourteen. Fuck knows why. I'd keep him at six. Move Cody to nine, Egan Park to the Remu, And shit, would that be Razzle Dazzle Galore? Plenty of speed, plenty of footwork, Rodge at the back. That would cause an absolute defensive nightmare for the bloody Seagulls. So I would love to see that. And hopefully Aitken, he can come back into the side, take his spot in the centres, chuck old Rocco Berry back on a wing. Although I did think old Kosi was good last week. Big body, carries hard. Boy, do we produce some big wingers that love to run it straight. You love to see it back fence footy. Then for Manly, they've had two big changes this week, which is bloody good to see. Martin Powell, he's out with a confusion. Josh loi he's out with a wrist. So two huge losses for their forward pack, which leads me to believe that they're right for the picking, and we will bloody pick them off, it's fair to say. They are playing good footy, Tom Tommy T. Absolutely ripping shit up. Cherry Evans and Kieran Foran, they look to be pretty established now as a pairing there. Then you've got the likes of Brad Parker, Jason Saab, possibly the quickest guy in the NRL, thanks to the great Roger Fabri working his magic on him. And then you've still got a pretty impressive four-pack, the likes of Tamiala Paseka, Josh Schuster, and Jakey T, ripping shit up. But you'd like to think the likes of Tahu Harris, Josh Curran, who's been bloody uh, impressive to me in the past few weeks. Never used to rate him, but boy, is he a workhorse. Really adds some starch to our pack as well. The likes of Jermaine Tamour Brown. Kane Evans, who's a bit fucking lazy, but he still gets a nod. And then the football, Jazz Tavanga, and Big Bunty off the Rimu. You love to see it. Back fence footy, strap in, 55 fucking run it straights up the big bunty overall I think she's going to be a tight game could go down to the wire hopefully no daily cherry Evans drop goals needed and the boys will get the win 1 to 12 absolutely if you're not feeling as confident as me the boys are playing plus six on the line so absolutely chuck the house at that manly favorites $1.50 Warriors paying $2.70 as per usual, go on them 1 to 12. Adam Pompey to score a meat pie. He loves a meaty. Chuck a lazy 50 on that, and you could be paying your rent thanks to the tea and biscuits. You gotta fucking love it. Up the WARS. Another famous victory is on the way. Right, time to talk some grassroots footy, and remember, without the roots, there is no tree. So it really does start at the grassroots level. And without the ladies in the kitchen, none of it would be possible. So tip your hat to them when you see them on the weekend. They're well and truly doing God's work. And look, round five, she got underway last week. Puna. they hosted Silverdale. Thought this was going to be a bit closer, than the score ended up. Tacker with the win, 31 points to 16. Marist, they hosted Glenfield, the mighty G40. Unfortunately for Glenfield, though, 89 points to nil to Marist. Unsure what their player of the day got last week, but it must have been bloody good because the boys were fizzing and no doubt they all wanted to win it. Messi, they hosted the men through the toll road, old Maharangi, and got their first win of the season well overdue, 51 points to 12. Kumu, they hosted North Shore and as predicted, this one looks like it went down to the wire. North Shore though, getting a good win away from home. 19 points to 11. And then your Silly Talk Sports feature match last week. It was, of course, East Coast Bays hosting Northcote at Windsor Park. And unfortunately for me and the men in maroon and gold, it was ECB, the men in green and black, coming away with a win, 20 points to 18. And a game that was a real nail-biter, it must be said, really did go down to the wire. I think we had a kick at the end to win it unfortunately wasn't to be had to shoot off to old John Searle's wedding managed to put in a 60 minute shift and the boys were actually looking all right then but unfortunately got the update on full time Bays kicked a penalty and that was all she wrote in the end though fair to say the better side won on the day East Coast Bays really did show up looking to take it to us and play some good footy And the four Ds really did cost us on the day. Usually it's just the three, dackle, dackle, dackle. But then discipline, we also gave away 15 points and penalties, which really isn't good enough. So plenty to work on for the boys from the coat. And well done to Bays Tate and the boys on a good, well-deserved win. You take your licks and you move on. Which brings us through to round six. She gets underway tomorrow. All games at 2.45 as per usual. You have Marist hosting Takapuna at the Vatican. That should be a bloody good game. Marist, a strong side. Takapuna, of course, one of the competition's front runners. So that should be a barnstormer of a game. Then you've got North Shore taking on Silverdale. That'll be a bloody good one as well. Two strong forward packs going at it, Hammer and Tongs. So looking forward to seeing the result from that one. Mahu, they host East Coast Bays. Bays fresh off a win. Probably a bus trip up to Mahu as well. So they'll be rocking up full of culture. And I'm going to tip Bays there. Glenfield, they host Massey. You'd have to think the men from Westgate will be too strong there. And then, of course, to round out the round, the men of maroon and gold, the mighty coat, looking to bounce back. We're hosting Kumu. 245. At Harvey Wright, the old graveyard. And this should be an absolute ripper of a game. Kumu, a huge forward pack and a big team all around in general. So the boys are going to have to have the D-line hissing or else she could be a long day at the office. But a huge week of training for the lads. Has me fizz that the boys are going to show up and really put our best foot forward. And I can't wait to rip in already. She's going to be an absolute beauty. Also of note, great to see the Bloods bulldozer, Big Bunty Leteru Tolai, going back to his roots. Named in the eight jersey, the old dog Rich Mayhew. Few niggles, so he's coming off the pine. So big fizz for back fence Bunty off the kickoffs. Can't wait to see that. And no doubt that'll get the zoo absolutely humming and another thing that should also get the zoo absolutely humming and something else to keep your eye on big teague mcelroy he returns from warming the rimu for the blues and he's in a rich vein of try scoring form so far this year so keep your eye out on the big fella and if you're having an illegal gamble on the game Kieran menzies this is for you here's a cheeky little tip chuck big teague in for a meat pie He can sniff one out from a mile away. Magic multi time. And unfortunately, she didn't come in last week. The old magic multi of doom with Tyler Paul and Aaron Tunui just didn't come through. Got one of the three legs. But of course, that is not enough to get their lucrative payout from the TM Biscuits. But we roll the dice. We go again. Six more. And this week... And it is a real honour. I've decided to turn on the Searle brothers, James Searle and Jack Searle. And we have formed another multi of doom. And boy, am I fizzed about this one. Jack Searle, the youngest brother. He's gone with the West Tigers 1-12, to which I think is a bloody good tip against the Titans. Paying $3.80 as well. Generous odds. So we'll take that to the bank. Then myself. I've gone with the Brisbane Broncos to beat the Cowboys, also 1-12, to and also paying $3.80. If that's not a fucking omen, then I do not know what is. Then the oldest brother, James Searle, in typical oldest brother fashion, he's decided to throw the kitchen sink at the fucker, and he has gone with a horse at Terrapa. Race 6, the name's Germanicus, Danielle Johnson on board who he tells me is in bloody good form and he thinks it's a bit of a shoo-in and to be fair to him the Tea and Biscuits has it among its top three prospects for this race so huge fizz absolutely can't wait to monitor this bad boy throughout Masati. $10 on that pays a handsome $1,190.90. The family roast on Sunday could be absolutely going off if that bad boy comes in. So up the magic multi and up the three Searle brothers. Can't wait to ride this bastard home. Right, time for everyone's favourite segment, the old Q&A. And we've got four questions here this week, but I can't help but notice two of them are pretty fucking similar and they come from Bay's stalwarts. The first one, Mark Casey, he says, is it your dad's fault that the coat fell short on Saturday? And then current Bay's skipper, Tate Evans, throws his two cents in as well. He says, can't wait to hear the recap on the nail-biter grassroots game that went down at Windsor Castle last week. And look, not sure about Windsor Castle. Do rate the Garden Bar, though. That isn't a great addition and should be a necessity at every grassroots footy game. Nothing better than getting absolutely plastered on the sidelines. And look, in regards to John Searle's wedding, unfortunately did have to shoot off, and there was a kick there I think I would have been able to help the boys out with. But overall, the better team on the day one. And that's footy. As cliche as it is. And it's fucking cliche. Just wasn't our day. So out well onto to the base, boys. As I've said 50 fucking times. And shout out to Tate, the old skipper, for getting the dub. Also enjoyed your chat out there on a Saturday. Always good. Adding a bit of banter to the occasion. Definitely makes her more enjoyable. And up yours to Mark Casey and Tate Evans. And the other question, she comes from a diehard Warriors fan, old Ben Ridley, and I love hearing from fellow diehard Warriors fans. That gets the blood pumping on your Friday, Arvo. And he says, what do you think about the Warriors turning down an SJ return? And look, to be fair, when I read this, I was a little bit surprised because on paper, he really does have a lot to offer to this Warriors side and I think he could be a massive help for our young halves and Walsh and Harris Davida, who are coming through, and then when I saw we signed Nakarima for another year, I thought, why not just chuck that money at SJ? No doubt he'd be willing to take a bit of a pay cut, and we get our highest ever point scorer back with that Warriors emblem on his tit. But look, it obviously wasn't to be. There's probably numerous reasons, reasons I do not know about. But look. everyone knows I'm a fan of Sean I'm a fan of the Warriors obviously just not to be we have a plan for the future and at this stage it obviously doesn't involve SJ unfortunate but hey you back the boys you roll the dice and you better fucking believe next year is also our year regardless of who's in the half so bloody good to hear from you Ben mate Have a good weekend, and no doubt you'll be ripping into a few Waitakiri daiquiris on your couch, screaming your lungs out for the boys on Sunday Arvo. And then the final question, and she's a bit of a barnstormer, it must be said, comes in from old Aaron Tunui, who plays his 39th game for the coat tomorrow. Special shout-out to him. One shy of his blazer. He should get that next week. Huge fizz for you there, A-Dog. And he said, what would you rather have? Ponga's step, Roger tuovasa calves, or Joe Wadman's PCMs. And look, three hissing options, and to be fair, you can't go wrong with any of them. Ponga, the step of doom, heck of a goosey, makes tackling him near impossible, and shit, his goosey and his footwork could really help me find my way for a meat pie. So that would be a massive addition to my game. RTS's calves, A thing of fucking beauty. I don't think there's a better set of baby cows going around in professional sport. And when you pair them up with those low-cut Warriors socks that he rocks, fuck me, is that a sight to behold. And then Joe Wadman, of course, Northcote's very own 12. Joe Quadman, as I like to refer him on, he's got the pins of doom. And boy, can that bloke carry. Loves a PCM post-contact meter for those that aren't aware. Loves calling a Canterbury... Running into some big bodies, hissing leg drive, and coming out on the other side. Love a good nut trucker, love some PCMs, and that is Joe Wadman to a T. But look, in terms of which one I'd rather have, I've weighed them all up, and I'm thinking long term here, factoring in life after footy. So I've decided to go for Roger Tuavasa Shek's calves. And look, as Milhouse once famously said in, an, in a Simpsons episode when he became a bodybuilder, Calves are the hardest place to add mass. You either got them or you don't. Genetic gift from the gods. And unfortunately for me, John Searle doesn't have the genetics of the gods. So I've got no baby cows. And fuck, I would love to have Rodgers. Currently, for footy season, they'd look hissing in a pair of low-cut maroon and gold socks. And then life after footy, imagine just strutting down Matapuri Beach. you got your heavy on. Calves of doom. Can't help but nod your head to a bloke with a hissing set of calves really does show you're the alpha male on the beach. So long term, I'm thinking RTS's calves, and that would be my selection from these three. Great question though, as uh, feel free to not send me your answer, because I really don't give a fuck. (coughs) Look, unfortunately, that's all we have time for this week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If not, A big up yours from me, and thanks for listening anyway. Before we go, and it must be said, special shout-out, Josh Cook, the Samoan Scissors, and Ash Johnston. They're having their engagement party tomorrow night. The old scissors managed to get down on one knee, pop the question, and then get back up without doing his ACL. That alone is worth celebrating, and these two are a heck of a duo. So can't wait to do an absolute number on myself. Should be a heck of a shift. See you there if you're attending. Can't fucking wait. And as per usual, if you're playing grassroots footy or any sport this weekend, go well. If not, get down, support your local, chuck some money over the bar. Really does keep the clubs thriving. Up the mighty waz. And of course, up the mighty men in maroon and gold, the coat. That was Surly Talk Sports. Go well. How good.